Welcome to Scary Mysteries, brought to you by Nudon Films. Every Monday, we'll tell you about topics that range from serial killers and UFOs to unexplained mysteries, ghosts, and everything in between. If it's scary and it's mysterious, then we've got you covered. And check us out on YouTube as well if you want to watch each episode. Thanks for tuning in. Top 5 Most Disturbingly Haunted Asylums and Hospitals Hospitals and asylums are places where people go to get cared for and seek refuge. Some of them are kept to the best standards and flourish, while others dwindle, eventually abandoned and forgotten by time. The reality is that there is a trial and error approach when it comes to caring for people's ailments. The errors at times have proven to be horrific, borderline unimaginable, and the result can leave a permanent scar on the property. These are the five most disturbingly haunted asylums and hospitals. Number five, Beechworth Lunatic Asylum. A few hours away from Melbourne, Australia sits the Beechworth Lunatic Asylum in Victoria. Founded in 1867, the asylum was once the second largest in Australia, occupying 206 acres of land. At its peak, it housed 1,200 patients, spread out into 57 buildings. Anyone could be admitted at the recommendation of a family member, along with two signatures from a medical practitioner. No examination required. The police could also bring in anyone loitering in public or prisoners with behavioral problems. After a century of operation, the asylum had gathered several strange stories. There are areas within the asylum that are supposedly a hotbed of paranormal activity. The patient's recreation hall has two prominent ghosts often seen by visitors. The first is an elderly man who silently watches the grounds from a window in the bell tower. The other ghost is of a little girl who desperately tries to talk to a woman, but nobody can understand what exactly she's trying to communicate. The hospital also has its famous Gravilia wing, which was notoriously feared by patients because it was where they went to be medicated. To patients, this meant being tortured, put in shackles or straitjackets, and even forced to undergo electroshock therapy. The latter was said to be so severe, the patients would suffer from snap ligaments, broken bones, and shattered teeth. Self-harming patients wore secured leather gloves, and if they tried to chew them off, their teeth would be removed. First offense meant one tooth pulled, second offense and two front teeth were pulled. On the third offense, all of their teeth would be taken out. Inside the laboratory, jars of body parts and formaldehyde once lined the walls from floor to ceiling. When restorations were done in the 1950s, all of the jars mysteriously disappeared. The Beechworth Lunatic Asylum finally closed for good in 1995 after 128 years of operation. Today, the asylum building is still functional in some ways. It is used as a venue for weddings. In the 60s, the mortuary was converted into a chapel, while the gardens are open to the public, so feel free to visit any time. Number 4. Byberry State Mental Asylum In Philadelphia, the Byberry Mental Asylum facility was constructed between 1907 and 1928. From its inception, it had been plagued by allegations of mistreatment and neglect. Like most mental institutions at the time, 
It became a dumping ground for people with problems that were misunderstood. Alcoholics, victims of abuse, homeless people, menopausal women, epileptics, and even those with cerebral palsy made up parts of the population. With the influx of residents, shortage on staff and funds, Byberry became a horrific place for those inside. Patients were often left naked and slept huddled together in dirty rooms. Common areas were covered with urine and feces, and with no chairs, patients were relegated to sit on the floor. Cruel employees doled out regular beatings, and many patients were also sexually abused during their stay. While reports of the mistreatments were heard, it took a conscientious objector in the form of Charlie Lord and some of his friends, who were assigned to the asylum, to bring the abuses to the public eye. Lord snuck in a camera and shot images of the horrific conditions found within. His photos were then published in Life magazine in 1946 and caused a national uproar, with many people likening the images of emaciated patients to those of the Jews in concentration camps. Heavily criticized and investigated, Byberry attempted to reform its operations and downsize, but with minimal results. By the 80s, abuse was still being reported, and the situation didn't improve much. Ultimately, the negative publicity took its toll, and the hospital finally closed in 1990. Many of the patients, especially the nonviolent ones, were simply thrown on the street after the hospital shut down. Other patients committed suicide after their release, while others returned to live in the building because it was the only home they knew. As it sat abandoned, satanic cults and criminals frequented the area. Hence, those who visited Byberry after it was abandoned reported hearing piercing screams and howls, and there were several sightings of apparitions within its walls. Others who visited reported experiencing bites and scratches, and people have left in terror, running out crying and screaming. By 2006, all of the buildings and the remnants of the hospital were completely demolished. Today, Byberry is nothing more than an open, empty field. Number 3. Old Chaney Hospital With death and cruelty permanently embedded in its walls, the Old Chaney Hospital is regarded as one of the most haunted places in the world. It was first built in 1935 and known as the Royal Air Force Hospital. When the war broke out, the British withdrew and the Japanese occupied Singapore in 1942. The Japanese then used the hospital as a prison camp where British soldiers, along with their allies, were imprisoned. It was also believed to be the main base for the Kempatai Japanese secret police, who were known for their brutality and ruthlessness. During the height of their occupation, the Kempatai tortured prisoners to death, even going as far as displaying their severed heads on iron stakes outside public buildings. One Australian survivor of the torture told how a small piece of wood was pushed inside his left ear and then hammered in slowly. It broke his eardrum, and he permanently lost hearing in that ear. When the war ended, several Japanese soldiers were also executed there. It was then turned over to the British, but by then, stories of hauntings and unusual activity had already become a staple. Those who have visited the site report hearing unusual screams, shadow people, and weird lights and smells. There's been reports of people seeing the ghost of a bloody soldier in the halls, as well as a boy who sits and stares silently. Today, the old Chaney Hospital compound has been transformed into a place of commerce and residences. 
One area has even become a student housing block. However, it's reported that the paranormal occurrences still continue to happen. Number two, Waverly Place Hospital. Throughout the 1800s, America had been fighting the White Plague, a once deadly incurable disease we now know as tuberculosis. The contagious disease eradicated families, and in 1900, Louisville, Kentucky suffered one of the highest tuberculosis death rates within the U.S. By 1910, a two-story hospital known as Waverly Place was built to house 40 to 50 people suffering from the deadly disease. However, with the growing number of patients, it was deemed too small and was torn down and replaced with a bigger facility equipped with better accommodations to house and treat patients. The new building featured five stories and was manned by staff that often contracted the disease themselves. With hundreds of patients coming in and no clear cure, one of the best treatments offered at the time was fresh air, rest, and healthy food. But there was also a sinister side in the search for the tuberculosis cure. At Waverly, patients were subjected to ultraviolet light in hopes it would stop bacteria from spreading. Other bloodier procedures were also conducted as a last resort. One notable treatment included inserting balloons inside the patient's lungs and filling them with air in hopes of expanding the lungs to take in more oxygen. Of course, this never ended well for the patients and often led directly to their deaths. While some managed to recover and walk out of Waverly, many others didn't and were disposed of through the body chute. This was a tunnel that connected the hospital to the railroad tracks at the bottom portion of the hill. The dead would be carried through the chute in secret so other patients wouldn't know. The doctors justified the body dumping believing that the morale of the existing patients had to be kept up. Because of its rich history of patient mistreatment, it's no surprise Waverly has had its fair share of paranormal stories. Those who have visited and explored the place report hearing footsteps in the kitchen and have even seen a man dressed in a white coat roaming this area. Another key location for ghost researchers is the fifth floor, which housed the mentally insane patients. There are plenty of stories about this area, including a head nurse that committed suicide in 1928 inside room 502. She hung herself out of depression because she was unmarried and pregnant. In 1932, another nurse jumped out of one of the windows although some say one of the patients may have pushed her to her death. Nearly 9,000 people died during the entire time Waverly was in operation. When it closed, it was briefly transformed into a geriatric sanitarium, and tales of abuse as well as mistreatment were rampant. The facility was finally closed permanently in 1982. Number 1. Athens Lunatic Asylum, The Ridges the Ridges, formerly known as the Athens Lunatic Asylum in Ohio, has gone on in infamy because of one thing, a mysterious ghostly stain permanently embedded in the attic. Designed using the famous Kirkbride plan, the Ridge was considered revolutionary when it opened back in 1874. They catered mostly to Civil War soldiers who suffered from what we now call PTSD, but also treated children and violent criminals within the facility. During the first years, everything went smoothly, but as the years wore on, the staff realized they could put patients to work on their for-profit facilities, including a farm. The hospital continued to grow, taking in everyone from the elderly to wayward teens, and even the homeless. 
During the 50s, the Ridges had over 2,000 patients, which was more than three times their capacity. With that stress handed down to the staff, their treatments became more experimental and ruthless. Electroshock therapy as well as hydrotherapy was widely used. Many of the later patients were also forced to take psychotropic drugs with little understanding of whether it was necessary or what the side effects would be. They performed lobotomies, where doctors would stick a thin sharp tool through the nose or side of the eyeball and scrape away at parts of the frontal lobe in hopes to disconnect nerves and calm patients down. Patients were routinely beaten and mistreated, and it wasn't until the 80s when these inhumane treatments were shunned and scrutiny was raised, which finally brought changes to the ridges. But the damage had been done. Even after the asylum closed in 1993, many people still report of hearing strange noises and seeing figures standing in some of the hospital wings. And if you look in the attic, you might also find the ghost of a lady trying to get out. That woman was Margaret Schilling. Margaret was a 50-something-year-old patient who went missing on December 1, 1979. The staff actually allowed some patients to roam around the area, and she was one of them. When she didn't return, they looked for her, however they couldn't find her. Her case remained a mystery until the staff finally stumbled upon her corpse in the hospital attic, where Margaret had been dead for 42 days. She was found completely naked and her clothes neatly folded close by. She had decayed for so long that a gooey imprint of her body had seeped through the concrete and was impossible to get out. Official tests showed Margaret had died of a heart attack, and to this day, the same imprint can still be seen in the building's attic. Those were the top five most disturbingly haunted asylums and hospitals. They may have started out as places intended to help people, but over time these hospitals and asylums turned into something else. The nightmarish conditions they forced upon their patients left a lasting impression on these facilities, one that can still be felt even today. Thanks for listening, and remember to subscribe and check out Scary Mysteries on YouTube as well for additional videos. I'll see you next week.